You're listening to Win Win, an entrepreneurial community with your host, Ben Wolf. And welcome to Win Win, the entrepreneurial community. I am Ben Wolf, as always, your host. And we're going to learn about a very interesting topic today, which is how to deliver a tag team fractional leadership model or solution. It should be very interesting, pretty innovative, I think. Uh, ask everybody to pause for a second, subscribe, leave a review, like, or follow. Please take a moment to do that on whatever platform you are watching this or listening to this on. We'll make it uh, more accessible to people out there. Make those algorithms, show it to more people. So we'll help more people with the content here. Appreciate you doing that. With that, I want to get into, into, get into introducing our guests today, two guests uh, who are an experienced fractional COO and fractional CFO who have teamed up to create a combined offering to clients uh, who actually turn over all of their operations to them. So this should be very interesting. Uh, you can find out more about them at fractionalgurus.com. That's fractionalgurus.com. And with that, I give you David Boffman and Noman Punja. Welcome, David and, and Noman. Hi, hi Ben. Uh, happy to be with you. Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks for having us. My pleasure, my pleasure. And I and I, I apologize, Noman, for the uh, pronunciation of the, of the name that I'm probably I'm trying you're, to get it right. That, that was close enough. So close. That's Relatively close. So, um, look, I appreciate you guys coming on. I guess the first question for, for both of you in turn, maybe uh, maybe Noman, you can go first. And then David, um, if you could just give us a quick one or two minute background or context to how we got to be talking about tag team fractional leadership, turning over operations, like, you know, what, what's your quick background that, that got us to this point? I think what helps us is that both of us, right, have a, have a similar industry background. So, you know, David has much more experience in the manufacturing world, but, uh, it, but I, you know, I've, I've been in a similar industry as him. So what, so the way we met is uh, at a company called Wellflex, uh, where David was the CEO over there, and I came in as a fractional CFO controller. Um, as part of that, I got to help David, you know, kind of transition that company. It was going through a bit of a downturn with the oil and gas industry, um, you know, in the 2020. And, you know, we got to work together. We got to experience each other's style and how we work well together, what works for both of us and our personalities. And, you know, that allowed us that once we, you know, kind of Wellflex kind of ran its course to go to and do other things together and have that trust that, hey, if a client needs help with X or Y, I know David can help them with it or and vice versa. So that's kind of, David tells the story way better than I do, but that's kind of the genesis of how it all got started. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. Um, I'm not going to say it was destiny, but it seems like it. Um, I was running a company in Fort Worth during COVID, which is oil and gas, and we needed a CFO desperately. We were going through a transition time and we were having a really bad time with our auditors. So I interviewed Noman on a Zoom call to be our CFO, and, and we really connected very well. I made him an offer to become our CFO, and he said, no, I'm actually starting a fractional service. You know, I really can't do that. And, I'm, and I said, okay, I understand. I said, could you do me a favor? would you mind hopping on the call with my auditor and pretending you work for me and help me with the auditor? He said, sure, absolutely, David. And he did. And he did such a great job that he taught me about 
the fractional world. And so we agreed to have him be our fractional CFO. I'll be honest with you. Um, we wouldn't be here today if he had been my CFO for the year before that. But we are here today because, quite frankly, Noman and yourself, Ben, were the two gentlemen who really taught me about fractional world. Noman said, Dave, you really got to look at this. This is a great world. And you're the first person I talked to, Ben. So it's, I don't know if it's fate or not, but, but it is. Well, it's great the three of us are together. Um, so that's awesome. Uh, so, so let me let me ask you this: Is you know, and I, I will leave this open to either one of you. Is what led the two of you to want to pursue this tag team joint offering of two fractional executives together, kind of taking kind of all the ownership of operations basically uh, off, even though it's on a fractional basis. Uh, from the founder or whatever the current leadership team is. So like, I guess what led to this new model? Because the fact of people using fractionals, okay, that's a lot of people do that. The fact of people using multiple fractionals simultaneously is also not, you know, other people do that as well. But I think this mm -hmm. idea of turning it over and doing it kind of jointly or together is 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 different. It's novel. So like what, what led to this? Um, I'll, I'll take that if you don't mind, Noman, then you can chime in. So Noman and I, with the Fractional Gurus, we've had conversations, knowledge sharing through 2021. And I had two clients of mine that had two specific needs. The first one, we were, one of my clients, we were doing a transfer from an ERP system. And I asked Noman to come in and help us understand some of the nuances of that transfer. And he did a great job. The second one was I had a client last fall that um, ran into some financial difficulties and it was it was pretty dire. And so um, I had a conversation with the owner and said, you, let me take charge of the operations and running it. You go out and you know get some quick sales. And I've got a guy that I trust to help us with the financial modeling and financial management of it. And so Noman stepped in and immediately the two of us because we knew each other so well, there was no learning curve on day one in this rescue. And then it just morphed. Um, in January of this past year, my client where Nomad had, had advised us, he came on as our fractional CFO and literally just stepped, again, stepped right in and, and did his magic. And so the two of us, we've just decided that we work so well together that it's just like a natural fit and the clients love it. Nomad? Yeah, so for for me when I started this um, and want you know wanting to work with others, and I think it's for, it's similar to you know what you're doing with fractional leadership or what anybody else is doing is, I wanted my clients to have good advice when they needed it, um, and so initially what I was actually looking for was just a group of professionals right that I can refer to when my clients need help. But you know I think what's worked really well for David and I is. We understand each other at this point, and we know what each each one of us expects from the other. So what, what works out really well is when we go in on day one, there isn't a learning curve. Now, there's a learning curve about the company, but there isn't a learning curve of the expectation David has from me versus what expectations I have from David. It's just when we step in, we can kind of hit the ground running because we both know what, what the other person's thinking and what the other person's expecting of us. So it kind of it, it kind of creates that you know synergy it, that actually benefits and creates value for the client because the client needs you know the one one of the ones that that David just mentioned they they were 
they didn't have cash for the next payroll. But we were able to kind of go in and kind of quickly look at it. Now, you know, I don't want to sell this as like we're a turnaround kind of guys. We're more so we're going in and we want to help our clients. And what, I think what I, I think we've been very blessed to have are certain clients who recognize what their weaknesses are. So they, they're more so willing to say, hey, you guys focus on that. I'm going to focus on what I enjoy. So no, no, man, let me ask a follow up, you know, that, that you sure. could, you know, you can um, speak to and maybe David could chime in on this one afterwards. Uh, but so help, help me understand what mechanically that looks like. Like when you say like give over, or David said earlier, give over operations to you guys or, you know, you guys focus on sales. Look, we'll do ops and finance um, like mechanically, like really, like you're not there full time. So what does that look like? Like mechanically, how does that work? Sure. So, so I think um, from a, let me first explain from a finance perspective, and then maybe David can chime in from his operations perspective. So from finance perspective, there's two models that have kind of worked out for us. Um, so sometimes, you know, they have uh, fractional, you know, they, they have an onsite bookkeeper. So there are some clients that will have an onsite bookkeeper. And then what we're doing is, providing controller and higher level services. So we're still working with that bookkeeper. So basically well, in that case, what, what happens is that bookkeeper is working for me um, and David, not, you know, the owner, of course, they're getting paid by the owner, but they're working you know, with our directions. Uh, so I have, we have other clients where they don't have anybody at all. So in my, my, I have actually have a team that can kind of take over all of the accounting. So my, I have a staff of, you know, bookkeepers, controllers, and CFOs, right? Take, that can kind of take over all of the various aspects of the business. So now we're actually providing a fractional accounting, fr fractional finance department uh, to that. So it kind of works wor works well. Now, what's worked out really well for us and why, why I think it works and uh, may speak to kind of some level of consistency is we, we kind of work in like a pod structure. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if I am, you know, if I have a team of bookkeeper and controller and CFO, well, they're consistently working with David. So, you know, from operations perspective, it kind of works well because David can uh, address it. But, you know, I, I believe as long as the CEO and the founders, uh, whoever we're working with, sees the value, sees the financial statements they're getting, the information, they, they feel more knowledgeable about it. They... They, they gain that confidence. And I think what helps us in being successful is the complementary aspect of then what David provides. So I'll let David kind of speak more to the, you know, the COO aspect of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's actually, it's a very good explanation. Um, Noman and I, we have our, our expertise in certain fields that usually the visionary slash owners, they're, they're not really into that. For me, um, all three of my clients, I have direct reports and all three of my clients, two of them, which Noman is with me, um, they rely on me to, to, to manage the day-to-day -day activities, make the trains run on time. But the value that's added is Noman provides me the data of the cost, the execution, you know, the modeling. If we do this, what will happen? If we don't do this, what will happen? And it's very seamless. And, and the owners seem to love the fact that Noman and I have looked at the data, crunched it, and have all the answers that they could ask. And we've done all the homework in advance where they don't have to do that anymore. Because let's face it, how many visionaries like to stare at QuickBooks for five hours a day? 
I happen to I happen to like doing it. <laughs> no man loves doing it. And so basically we provide a service to them where, you know, my tagline is I give you your life back. And it kind of does really make sense that that happens. Right. That's, um, that's amazing. You, you, you've said to me before, David, that you're thinking of, or you guys are working on, or I don't know how public this is yet, that you're thinking about working on expanding and bringing other people into this model of also being fractional gurus, tag teams, pods, I don't know, whatever, yeah. attack of the pod people. I don't know how you look at this, but the, um, you know, how and why, I guess, first of all, before we get into the subsequent questions, are are you, are you looking to bring other people into this that, I don't know, uh, maybe you didn't work with them in these organizations that you were in full-time before. You didn't have this, the history that you guys have. Um, so how and why, I guess, is bringing you guys to consider bringing other people into this tag team, you know, kind of takeover operations model? So Noman has already has a great staff of people. He's he's he had Noman has a firm for fraction for FES, Fractional Executive Solutions. I've I've brought a, a gentleman on board that that I implicitly trust that will represent my brand the way I would do it, because the big challenge I'll have from an operations perspective is. If I'm not getting you, what am I getting? And so the two of us, similar background in manufacturing, aerospace, lean manufacturing, ISO 9000. I know that when when this gentleman works with my clients or Noman, he'll probably act the same way and do the same things that I do. And we're going through a process now generating that that system where the two of us will be the same. Last week, we did Noman and I did an event in Frisco and my my new gentleman came and met Noman for the first time. And I just watched the synergy happen, quite frankly. They were just off on the side talking, swapping. And so my goal is to, to create an FES deployment system that everybody would be a process understood and followed by all. And okay, so you you trust this guy implicitly. Yes. Like, what about the next person and the next person? Like, do you plan to stop it there, or like, how how will you ensure consistency and quality of any any additional people that that you might involve? So, my background is lean manufacturing, continuous improvement, Toyota production system, and the key word there is standardization. Create a process standardization and on on everything. And so I'm very picky who I'm going to bring in to represent my my name because I do have certain standards that I expect to meet. Um, but I'll be creating, I, I have collateral that I create for the coaching aspect that you would follow. And what I'm looking for is your style of how you would teach it with the concepts that, that we have. It's a great question though. Um, I That is a concern of mine is whoever comes into my, my umbrella has to have that same passion for continuous improvement and same passion for being servant leadership. Okay. Uh, let me ask you this. Like there, there are groups out there like tech CXO that are like multidisciplinary fractional leaders or fractional executives. Um, is this basically the same as that? Is it different? Would you distinguish it? Would you, you know, would you say it's a similar type of thing? Like, is this, is this essentially a firm that you're building or, you know, is it something else? Like, I don't know, I guess, how would you compare, contrast, distinguish from some other things that people might've heard of before? I, I wouldn't call it a firm because there's no there's no financial tie-in. 
there's no so the client contract. pays you separately and pays no one separately yes. or anybody else that might start getting involved yeah. they're going to pay each one separately correct for example no and i have just started a client about six weeks ago two separate contracts two separate um systems but un unbeknownst to the two of us we were asked to talk to this client and give advice you know on a couple things and it became a job interview and after 60 minutes we both landed a new client and we were both negotiating with the client side by side, but separately. And that's mm -hmm. kind of how I, I would view it is that mm -hmm. if a client requires an all encompassing um, buffet, if you will, that the two of us could work together on that. And as well as the other two gurus as well. No mind yes. Yeah, so so I, I would also say, right. I, it, so the reason it's not a firm one, like you said, is financial tie in, but then we also both have clients that the other person is not included mm -hmm. or, or is part right. of. And that's the beauty of this, right? Because we're not trying to push services on our clients. That's not the goal here. What we're trying to do is if our client needs help, we want to be, we want somebody to be there, somebody we can we trust implicitly and somebody who we know we work really well with. So, you know, I may have X number of clients, David may have, you know, different number of clients, but we don't have to. And and I think not being a firm allows that luxury right so tomorrow if david was working with you know i love working with david and with another fractional cfo as well he's not going to hurt my feelings i think when you kind of then go to a firm route you kind of box things in right where you're exactly. only working with certain you know certain support and i think the same similarly the other way right if i was working with other ceos i don't think david's going to be offended by that because our goal is to provide the best to our clients and be able to support them. I think what's worked well for us is, yes, our formula of we both know what to expect from each other. But, you know, as part of that process, because now we have worked with several clients together. So, you know, you're talking about the quality control. You know, we've come up with templates of, hey, this is what the cash flow looks like that makes sense to David and makes sense to me. That, you know, is helping us answer and making decisions quickly. So, you know, you know, from a firm perspective, you know, I'm kind of trying to do the same thing. I'm trying to put processes in place, good foundation in place, good project management tools in place where, you know, while I may not be actively involved with a client, you know, we still want to monitor what our, right. you know, what, what, what our clients are getting and they're getting it timely. Um, personally, I plan to do, you know, the NPI um, that surveys on a regular basis to make sure you know our clients continue to be happy and my people are are rewarded based off of client satisfaction not based off mm -hmm. of that you know we are an accounting firm but we're not a traditional accounting firm so by any means for, for me i couldn't care less about hours that just is the most meaningless thing on earth <laughs> uh, for me it's all about client value and client satisfaction right so i think if we focus on that and then continuously building out templates um, and, you know, a base and then bringing people through a process instead of just hiring um, just for the sake of growth. I think that's right. what allows us to manage our quality. Right. Very cool. Um, so, so no, Noman, I mean, a follow-up question on this, which is, you know, which is that, that that's amazing. It doesn't give you that flexibility but with you guys working on not necessarily the same clients. So it, it kind of brings into it the challenge of the supply demand balance, right? Which is that maybe you have somebody that's coming on as a client for you or potentially, and they need a fractional COO, but David's not available or whatever. Like, how do you, how do you 
I guess, balance the supply and demand of like a different, I mean, I guess you have the same issue probably in a firm because, you know, no, you still have humans, right? Regardless of what the business structure is. But like, how do you guys balance the needs of clients and what they need one, they need both and each one's availability and, and things like that? Well, they, like I mentioned earlier, right? Like Dave is not going to hurt my feelings if he if we are out of capacity and he has to go to another CFO to meet the clients. Like I said, what we want is what's best for the client, not what's right. you know necessarily just uh, going to grow our business. And I think that's what the clients see and that's what kind of helps them. But, you know, we both have, yes, we both have clients and then we both have capacities, right? Certain capacities, but... Like I said, it's it's no different than any firm. Um, I think as we have more people we who are part of the system and who are doing, who are trained on the same things, I think that gives us a bit of more flexibility right. um, between you know who is working with what client, and you know some of it is going to be where as we continue to grow, some of it is just going to be you know the growing pains we kind of work through, right, and try to just figure out. Right. Uh, let me ask this. Uh, maybe, maybe David, I'll direct this at you. Other people out there, there's fractional executives, other people out there that might be thinking of, hey, maybe I could team up with one of my colleagues, you know, in this space and, and do something similar. I guess, what are the biggest mistakes or pitfalls or misimpressions or misbeliefs that that people might, who who might be contemplating this might be having that you want to maybe based on your experience and actually doing it, I mean, disabuse people of so they could do it more successfully. The first thing I would advise anybody who's going to do this is make sure you really have a connection with your potential partner. So Nomad and I, I'll be honest with you, clicked from the first 10 minutes of our first phone call when I was trying to hire him. And I could tell Nomad's uh, ethics, his honesty, his, um, his conservatism fit my personality and my needs perfectly. And I would be very careful of who you partner up with to make sure you're you're both going to treat the client the same. You're both going to respect each other the same. Um, and that you're also, your skill sets complement each other. So Nomad has worked with other people such as myself, and he could probably answer this where it wasn't the same for whatever reason. Um, and I have worked with other financial folks other than Nomad. Um, I would just make sure that you're really comfortable who you're going to be working with. If you're going to put your name next to their name, it's really got to be really rock solid relationship, honest, open, and um, but but impactful. Yeah, I think I think the biggest key is having the personalities and the, your work styles complement one another, right? I think uh, there's so much benefit in the companies I work with with David. Uh, I, there's a lot of benefit I get out of it just purely because we we kind of have complementary personalities and we have um you know just as for for example i'm a finance professional right i have a very as a finance professional i have always have a very conservative outlook on things i'm always going to be a bit more conservative than aggressive and david is more aggressive than conservative but the, together we kind of meet most times it works out well right and i think it serves the client well because i think if they only had a conservative person it sucks and if they only had yeah. a very aggressive person it's you know then everything's rosy um, so you've got to, you've got to work together, um, in, in that. So I think, I think that's the big key. I think the biggest thing I saw was our personality types and, and our way of working with the client. And, 
you know, who's, you know, are you willing to push? Are you willing to, because, you know, I think part of why it works for us is because we're both very driven individuals. So whenever I, I take all my clients personally, like to me, their success is my success. If they're not doing well, it's I'm failing. Like I, it's funny, like the one of our clients, when they're having struggling with cash flow, I'm more stressed about it and more worried <laughs> about it than the client and David. Like, and it's just for uh, for me, it's personal because I Very want true. them to succeed. And I think it's the same for David. We want him them to succeed. And I think if you have that personality, uh, you know, uh, combination, I think it works really well uh, because now you're you're kind of, you know, your values are the same and you're kind of going after the same thing. I'll add to that, and, and Oman's absolutely correct. Sometimes he takes it more personal than the client and I do. He worries more about it, which is good. You want the finance guy to be worried about the finances. Right. That, that's awesome. The thing I think that, that Noman and I, why we work so well together, both of us like to teach. And both of us are patient teaching our clients to learn the skills that they're going to need once we you know, once we leave. Um, I'll be honest with you. Noman took one of my clients and put a financial system in place for them that they are just thriving with that system now where he hasn't been with them in, what, four or five months? And they're just, they just took off and he, he made it a personal mission to teach them how to put the systems in place, how to use these systems. And so I think both of us with our patience of teaching and our love of teaching, I think that's why we mesh really well together. Right. That's awesome. I mean, it's all right. So, I mean, what I'm taking away is, it, you know, if, if you're a fractional leader, a fractional executive out there, um, then, you know, be thinking about it. If you're thinking of, you know, kind of getting married, so to speak with somebody, and really partnering closely, even even if you're not becoming part of the same company, like really make sure you know them implicitly. Mm -hmm. You can work together like hand in glove. Uh, there's a it's a friction free relationship. Doesn't mean you're you're not different and complementary right. in different ways, but not in a frictionful way. Right. Exactly. Um, exactly. And so so that's that's great takeaways. I mean, look, I hope I hope the people who are thinking of getting into something like this, or even people on the client side, on the business side, listening to this, who are thinking of, you know, what kind of fractional executive, you know, solutions they need for their for their own business, uh, can you know can kind of be aware that this is another possibility out there of the way people work, and obviously people can learn about you, fractionalgurus.com, you guys. Um, and I um, just really, really appreciate you you taking the time to, to to share about this kind of innovative, you know, way of doing business. So I really appreciate it. Thanks for having us on, Ben. Always a pleasure speaking with you. It really is. Yeah, thank you. I really appreciate it. I think I think a lot of fractionals can can benefit from it, and I think a lot of business owners can get a lot of value out of it. And that, I think that's what excites me the most about it because I think it's it's beneficial for both sides where both sides is getting a lot of value right. out of it. And I think that's that's the best part about it. Right. All right. Awesome. Yeah, I definitely appreciate it. I think they will. I think they will benefit a lot from it. And I really appreciate you guys coming on and everybody else out there. We'll see you on the other side. Thanks. You're listening to Win Win, an entrepreneurial community with your host, Ben Wolf.